0: Hey everybody, welcome to the In All Things podcast. It's time to see God in everything. What is going on everybody? Welcome to another episode of the In All Things podcast, and my name is Mitch Frost, and today I'm joined by Pastor Steve and Pastor Jared. Woo! <laughs> oh, man, we are... And Jared's so, very excited for today. I mean,
1: Jared's drinking a Monster right now, always as am. evidence. That's you always are, Every so morning. Every morning. Every morning. I always have one. Mitch is uh, sucking snot. Is that what we want to call it? <laughs> <laughs> don't ever say Down that. Down his throat. Yeah, you don't have to say yeah, that. Don't say that, that ever again. No, okay. <laughs> You've been sick for a week, though, haven't you?
0: Today marks a week. Yeah, I'm sorry. Man. That's um, and it's just lingering, so... I apologize for how I sound today. And if you're watching and you see me get up and walk away from the table, it's because I'm probably coughing up my lungs.
1: Yeah. Well. Hey, we're recording on a Wednesday instead of a Monday. We coughed up my lungs before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We hoped that you'd be better by today. And he is better
2: today. I mean, better than, than Monday? it was the other day. Like, yeah. True. I think true. Sunday you couldn't talk. Yeah. Monday was a little rusty. Yeah.
0: We'll call it progress. Yeah. And pray that you're fully better.
2: not too far off. Because this
1: Sunday you're preaching, so you, you got to get all the way there.
0: Yeah, it makes you realize how much uh, in this job you use your voice. Oh my God, you gotta go yes. on vocal rest after this. Yeah, you yeah. Need-
1: sometimes I notice that, on, like Sunday evening, I'm my voice is so tired after I've preached twice. Mm. And, but anyway, you you know, mm. oh, we all know about that. So
0: we all
2: know.
1: Yeah,
0: you know. Oh, I know. So today, um, w- if you watched last week's episode, we kind of ended. And set up a conversation for this week that we are going to have and we're excited to have on heaven and hell and the afterlife and um, what we actually know or maybe what we wonder about, um, you know, what's to come after this life. So that's the discussion that we're going to have for today. And uh, it's unusual for us on this podcast because because we knew the topic and um, we knew that that's definitely what we were going to be spending the majority of our time talking about. A lot of us prepared notes or questions, um, things that we were going to bring to this, so um, we'll be able to dive into some of that. But before we get there, um, I know that we wanted to take just a minute to um, you know, at least uh, bring up what's happening in our world and in Israel um, and just any thoughts that we have or anything that we want to say on that. Before we get into the conversation that we prepared, I think it would be good just to take a minute and kind of uh, address some of our our feelings and, mm. and what we're thinking as we see that happen. Yeah,
1: it's um uh, so sad. What an, um what I've heard it described as their their 9/11, and and somebody put it in perspective the number of people. It's over a thousand that have died there, and if you took that and looked at our country when we had over three thousand die at 9/11 um, their country is so much smaller, it would be like 25,000 people dying in the, in the U S in an attack. So it's just, it's really big and really, um, awful. Um, the same type of hatred and just no regard for human life and dignity. When you hear some of the things that they've done to babies, it makes you want to throw up just to just so awful what they've done. And so, yeah, I mean, we have to, um, pray for Israel, stand with them and, and, uh, I mean, pray for them, and it's you feel kind of like, what can you do here, except, you know, that. I mean, that, and that's that's big, um, but anyway, whenever there's a terrorist attack like that on any country, it's it's awful, but Israel's, you know, an ally and somebody that we need to support, and and uh, I don't know. It's just, it's hard to watch, and it's just beginning, really, it seems like, if you're watching the, the news.
2: I don't know how much of it you want to get into yeah. on that, because we could go pretty far. But I feel like... Um, you know, from a biblical prophecy standpoint, like if we're looking at what has recently happened, it's like this stuff has been happening and it's going to continue. But when we get towards, you know, the second coming of Christ, I I feel like it's going to be so evident. I feel like a lot of people right now are like, oh, you know, like it's imminent. Like, you know, Christ is returning. But like we're talking about um, biblical prophecy stating that, you know, every single – um nation in the area is marching on Jerusalem and the country has fallen except for Jerusalem. I mean like we have a long way to go. Mm-hmm. I think it I think um obviously it's horrific what's happened. But um but yeah from a biblical standpoint, I mean like this stuff has been happening and it's going to continue happening. I mean it's there's it's funny that we talk about a lot of times about how, you know, we need to pray for Israel to be able to defend itself and like, okay, we're also praying for Christ to come back. So where's the balance there? Because if (laughs) you're praying for Christ to come back, you're basically calling for, you know, worldwide war, um, to end up at the footsteps of Jerusalem. And
1: I think we're in that conversation and what our big conversation today, what we planned is a lot of unknowns, a lot of like, well, this is what scripture says, but we can't really know exactly Everything our minds mm-hmm. can't, and we can interpret it. And there's a lot of people, like you said, I've seen all kinds of people saying this is exactly what it says in this passage. And it, yeah, there's some things that relate for sure. So I, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, if you look at some of the other things that are happening in the mm-hmm. region, um, it it does align kind of pretty much with a lot of the biblical prophecy and and end times. There's a lot. There's a lot of dominoes left to fall. Um, specifically. The conquering army from the north, right? Which right. which a lot of people are saying would be Russia right. and Putin, um, and then you know we did, like obviously they're not named that in scripture. It's um, I, I forget the right. Name, I haven't said uh, that
1: in a while, but you're right. There's a um, lot of that.
2: But yeah, I mean it, it. It's all real, and that's the crazy part of it. Is like we're we're literally watching prophecy unfold pretty neat to see. It's unfortunate how it is going down and, you know, with the terrorism and all of that. Um, and I, I I like how we have access to, um, on Twitter, you know, we have access to all the different vantage points of what's going on over there. And there is, there's no doubt that there are Islamic, um, Israeli Zionist extremists as well, you know, on the other side. Um, so we have to be careful what we mm-hmm. condone, um, mm-hmm. and what we condemn, um, and, and just mindlessly defending one side or the other, uh, because of what everybody else is saying in mm-hmm. our circle, um, uh, because of what news channel you watch, you might defend one side or the other. Um, if you know, you're, you're really far left, you might be a, you know, let's support Palestine and, um and give Iran billions of dollars to fund terrorism. You know, like obviously we look at it in a different way, but if you're on the right, you know, you're on the conservative side, which means you, you know, you you have the tendency to follow scripture. And and so we are like, yeah, support Israel. let's put a blindfold on and we will support Israel no matter what happens, you know? Right. So I think we just have to be careful and a little bit more attuned into what's going on before we yeah. blindly follow. Um, because as Israel, as we know it right now, has only been a country f- uh, for a little over a hundred years. When um, officially. Um, officially. Yeah. Um, bec- <clears throat> but we need know, to go back to the, yeah. the so, call of Abraham. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's an interesting I – th- I, I think that it is a responsibility, I feel like, of, of Christians and believers to to go study for themselves what's going on. I think it's important to know um, so that we can explain to other people why we stand with Israel, quote-unquote. Right. So.
0: Yep, definitely. That, I mean, that pretty much sums up the thoughts that I've had last couple of days. So thank you for not making me talk. Um, <laughs> no, it's just, uh, I mean, yeah, I've been in that same place. I think rushing into a stance or rushing into big statements about, um, you know, Jesus coming back now because of this, or, um, you know, just stand with a country blindly because everybody else in our circles doing it. Um, I think that's, that that's dangerous, um, regardless of the conversation. So, um, you know, uh, you know, do your own research and go slow. And um, you know, but you know, regardless of your stance, killing of innocent lives and um, you know, m- you know, blatant attacks on people who aren't involved. You know, that's that's horrible, regardless of where you stand. And that's I think that's what's breaking you know our hearts and people's hearts in general about this situation is. Um, you know, there's, there's no justification of that. No, I think it was
1: unprovoked and that it was a surprise terrorist attack. And that's why it's, um, you know, I don't know that it
2: was a surprise. Well, they
1: certainly, they certainly were prepared for it. I mean, they, if they were, they they weren't, they were prepared. It wouldn't have happened the way it did. It's surprising to me that with all the intelligence that we have in U S and Israel, that they did not see any of this coming.
2: Well, the U.S. indirectly funded it. <laughs> well,
1: that's another theory. It, it's which not a theory. I, no, it's, it's I know they funded. I know, I know, I know. It's
2: written in paper, like, in right. the Iranian government will tell you that they sponsor Hamas. I know. Which is an outspoken terrorist organization. I, they right. will tell you that. Meanwhile, we gave them $9 billion, six, million, six, so, billion. $6 billion yeah, and, for the release of and the and, view. and
1: we could say that we could stop that right now, and we should, but I, we're getting into.
2: So I think yeah. that. I mean, I don't think it's coincidence that weeks after we unfreeze billions of dollars to a terrorist funder, right? That something like that happens. I don't. Yes. Th- there's no. There's yeah. no way that that's just coincidence. And I, mean, I so. do
1: think supporting Israel doesn't mean that we believe that they're perfect country. Just like we're not a perfect country. They they're not perfect. But in this situation. When you think about the what was you know the terrorist attack and the killing of innocent lives that were not even part of any kind of conflict, that's the part that is yeah. unbelievable, and it just brings back all those memories of what happened on September the 11th, in 2001, and uh, what terror terrorism is, is. There's there's so much evil. There's just so much evil in that, and um, it's it's um, yeah. We need to do whatever we can to support uh, fighting evil. I think we all can all agree on that, no matter what, but.
2: Yeah, that's there's yeah. a lot there. Just like I, I feel it's like, like yeah. I could talk about this for an hour by myself. So I don't know. Yeah, maybe we do. We could do a an episode in the future on yeah. you know biblical prophecy surrounding you know the Middle East and and, and Cause this isn't
1: over and it's going to be going on for a while. Huh. It'll and, go uh, over yeah. until yeah kingdom comes. It's, I it's mean, hard because you know it's like. People that want to, you know, say, "Well, now Israel's fighting back, and they might kill innocent lives." That, yes, that's true, and it's like, you know, there. But how much retaliation is right? And this is all over just territory.
2: It's territorial. It's, it's very, all about land. It's not much about religion um, at the end of the day. And in a, in a, in you, if you look at any country that is established, those countries were established because of they conquered that territory and that land with force, right? Like even, even the U S right, we conquered, you know, our, maybe not we, um, but our heritage and those that came before us Mm -hmm. in the U S those that have been settled here for long, we conquered this territory from native Americans, from, um, from those that, you know, were already here before us. And so same thing with Israel, you know, Israel, was w- before they were modern-day Israel was the Ottoman Empire, which was conquered by Brit- the British, which the British then made the mistake of of promising that territory to too many people, and that's where we are today. And so they're just fighting against each other to conquer the land. It's We view it, as Christians, we view it a lot as, um, as a religious battle, a, li- a religious right, but it's just at the end of the day— to not most them. of them, mm-hmm. it is territorial. Um, they don't they don't necessarily see it with the religious religious importance that a lot of Christians and Jewish people see it as. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and and I, I think that that's why we see the terrorism that we see in mm-hmm. um, the way that the the that the battles are and the and the disputes are all going down. It's it's not. Because of and we know that we've we've seen religious campaigns in right. and, and wars. Yeah, I mean, and we've been year. part
1: of wars, and it's just the difference between that and like the rules of war, and then terrorism. There's just no regard for life. Like, you know, there are rules of war that most nations will follow, and when it comes to the Islamic terrorists, they don't care they don't care at all.
2: And they, when you look at Palestine as a country, um, as a nation, there are just as many Palestinians that are completely innocent have nothing to do with wanting to conquer Israel. Yep, It's the extremist on both sides. And yes. and that's where we are. And, and the sad part
1: is the extremists on the Palestinian side, the the Hamas group, they, they, they don't care if they lose their own, some of their own innocent lives that are part of their, their, their state because they don't value life the way yeah. others do. And the lack of value, and you know, it's just, a, it's, it's very sad. And, We're going to see more and more of this as the story continues to unfold. So this conversation
2: leads us into the end times and, and which also leads us into the conversation of eternity, which we wanted to talk about today. So, yep. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I
0: think, yeah. Um, you know, this conversation around what's happening in the world, uh, this might be the first big shocking thing that's happened, but I feel like it's going to continue for a while. So. We will talk about it, I'm sure, um, lots on this podcast. So, um, so yeah, today we are going to shift gears a little bit, and we're going to talk about um, eternity and um, what we know biblically, what we wonder, um, and where we can kind of land on some of this stuff. Because there's a lot of confusion, um, and there's a lot of misconceptions that people have about heaven and hell. And so um, if it's okay with you two, Um, that's where we're going to start is I'm going to walk through, I've written down a couple, um, misconceptions, um, on the, on the heaven side and on the hell side. Okay. We'll walk through each one and kind of, um, talk them out, counter argue them, do what we're going to do with each Mm -hmm. one. Um, and then see kind of where we land on this conversation. If that sounds okay with everybody. Let's do it. So let's dive. Uh, we're gonna start, we're gonna start in the heaven side. Okay. So here's some, here's some misconceptions that, uh, misconceptions.
2: from which stamp for just from in general or just in general believers uh, or both. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right.
0: Uh, we'll start here cause this is kind of a easier one. Uh, there's a misconception that in heaven we turn into angels. Go ahead, gentlemen.
1: <laughs> False. <laughs> That's easy, right? I mean, but so many people, um, when people pass away, they're like, um, now they're going to be an angel that watches over me, or God got another angel in heaven. Yep. I'm like that sounds nice and it's comforting, but there is not one ounce of scripture that there says, are angels. Mm-hmm. There are angels in heaven. <laughs> they're not. They weren't <laughs> no, formerly <no>. people <laughs> <laughs> on this earth. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, that's, that's an easy one to tackle. Yep. It well, is. I, I, that's a it's simple one. I want to it's start simple, with. and <laughs> it's like you always feel as pastors, like you feel this delicate like. Do I tell them or do I let it go? I mean, it depends on the situation. When they're in
2: mourning, the last thing they want to do is being confronted by their theology. Your your theology is
0: way off. Anyway. So, yeah, in heaven, we will not be angels. (laughs) Um, There's also the big misconception that um, I know you have said this before, uh, you know, in passing of like, the way that heaven can be painted um with harps and clouds and um you know angels uh is kind of boring right it's kind of like Could this be. like what what way. are we going to do um and so that's a you know, this big misconception that we're just going to kind of be sitting around um, playing you know, harps, playing harps <laughs> and staring at wearing God robes, floating robes on clouds <laughs> oh, with yeah. little halos yeah. and that'll be heaven. So, uh, what would you guys say to that misconception? Um, do you guys think that's an accurate picture of what heaven's going to be like, or do you think there's more to it?
2: Heaven? I think it's a big, big house with well, lots and lots of rooms. Uh. Heaven itself. Um, Hmm. That's a good question. As I feel like you're qu- it's almost two parted, right? Yep. Um, are talking about heaven or we talking about the resurrection.
0: Right. So that's kind of where I thought this if, would lead
2: be us. Because heaven um when we die uh-huh. now I feel like hev- when we go to heaven obviously we we go to it's just a it's a spiritual state, mm-hmm. right? Um yeah. So I feel like in I don't know, it's hard to it's hard to
0: it's hard to where get specifics. Where do we specifics. get that idea from? Where um, do we
1: get those things that miss you just said where do they come Sunday from? Sunday school.
0: Yeah. I think church. (laughs) Yeah. Like Like who, who made this picture we've seen for a long time. Right. Even in like, I mean, you can think about anything. You can think about like comedy movies that, you know, will depict heaven or whatever. That's what it is. With a big pearly gate. Yeah. Like that's it. Yeah.
1: I mean, it does that pearly gate thing is in there somewhere. Right. Streets of gold is in there. Yeah, But like the whole idea of like, um, worshiping forever around the throne. Holy, Holy, Holy. Um, there's an implication that it's going to be one. We've said this before, like one, Forever worship service, <laughs> and so for the people that don't enjoy singing right now and worship, does that make it sound like, oh, that's going to be miserable? I'm going to be standing in a in a church service for the for eternity. Have you heard that?
0: <clears throat> yeah, I I think I think what Jared is saying we need to we need to distinguish between the two. There's a heaven now, and there's a heaven with the resurrection, right? And so yeah. heaven now um, is this strictly spiritual place, um, mm-hmm. that's not, you know, can't really be seen. And, you know, biblically, uh, it's called a paradise, right? It's like this waiting room that Jesus is preparing. Um, and it's, you know, he tells the criminal on the cross that he'll right. be with him today in this place. And um, he
1: says that he's not talking about the streets of gold and the gates of Pearl.
2: I, I believe that's the I same think, place. Yeah. I okay. Think okay. But sure. I think it's more of a, like, it's a, it's, it's not it's the a, new heaven and new earth. It's a, okay. it's a spiritual right, sure. realm. Rather than a physical realm. Okay. So yep, yep. So that's why I think that if you quantify those characteristics about like the the pearly gates and the streets of gold, like I think we're almost kind of you know like not that it doesn't matter because it does matter. Obviously, there it's in scripture, but it's almost a moot point about how we'll feel about it. Yeah. Right. Because we'll be there. It'll be it'll be spiritual rather than a physical. Like we don't need to worry about the physical. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and so obviously it's n- sure very few people have been able to um, provide an account for that. So we don't know exactly what right. to expect. But yeah, yeah. Right.
0: And then there's the other side of the conversation, which we hinted at last week, um, you know, where we have this idea of a new heaven and a new earth. Um, you know, Revelation kind of ends on this note of um, the way that heaven and earth are now both passing away and the new coming um, which uh, is kind of this beautiful picture of you know us being in our resurrected bodies which there's lots of questions and wonders (laughs) that we could go into there of what does it look like and will we have scars and will we have these different things because jesus had scars when he was resurrected and all kinds of conversations we could go down there but this idea that um, you know the garden of eden is actually this beautiful picture of what god's design was for Earth, and you know we're kind of going and and hurtling towards this new heaven and new earth, which could be, you know, Eden kind of everywhere. Uh, and we get to walk in the presence of God, and um, we'll probably be working alongside with God because there's this whole idea of before sin entered humanity, they had jobs and they were to rule and to reign with God as you know partners. And if we're kind of going back to this new heaven and new earth, Eden picture, then will we have jobs and will we have things that we do alongside God on this new heaven, new earth? Will we not just be sitting around, you know, eating food and playing harps, but is there a lot more to it maybe than we can picture? So it's kind of this, you know, when we think about heaven um, and we think about the afterlife, it, it don't think about it as just one thing, right? It's kind of this heaven now, this spiritual sense of of you know where people go when they die now and heaven that is coming which is this new heaven new earth you know eden kind of dwelling with god with right. other people resurrected resurrected bodies um, you know those kind of things
2: do you i don't I'm not clear on this part of it but my question that I would raise if you guys know the answer is so obviously we talk about the new the new earth the new constructors i if if i'm remembering correctly that scripture uh, refers to it as a resurrected earth. Does that mm-hmm. sound correct? Yeah. Or is it like, it's not like a new physical place. It's like God's creation just resurrected. So like after the tribulation period, um, the the earth goes completely to crap. And is that what yeah. you guys get out of that? Because I... I I don't, haven't studied the end times in depth, but um, I
1: mean it's been a while since I've studied that part of prophecy. But
2: <clears> is it an? It's not a new physical Earth planet sphere. It's the current one, but as in a resurrected yes. state. Like when, yeah. Yes, that's
0: yep. what that's way I understand my understanding. It. Yes, yes,
1: but it might not. I mean, we, we could, could all be wrong. We could right. be wrong.
0: Yeah, um, but yes, based on you know my understanding of what that is looks like you know, God's original design and intent was for this earth that we're on right now. Um, And so this whole idea of him coming to make all things new would include that same earth that he designed for us, right? Um, And so, yeah, that's the way I read it. Um, But, you know, obviously there's lots of questions and uh, we don't know, but we can speculate and we can assume. uh, Because our
2: earthly bodies, um, you know, when we die, our earthly bodies and they decompose and return to the earth, that's what we read uh, is resurrected, you know? And so I think it, you know, when I think about it now, I'm like, it would be kind of weird for our earthly bodies to be resurrected and then like transplanted onto a new sphere of, right. of earth of physicalness. So, <laughs> right. yeah. So I guess it makes yeah. more sense. Yeah. I mean, the
0: picture we have of it is, you know, we have Jesus, right. Who was in his same physical body that he was in. Um, but you also have when he died, um, quite literally, scripture tells us that people who were dead are crawling out of the ground, right? So it's like there, you know, we do have a picture of what some of just this because does though look that like, we look
1: at Jesus' resurrected body that we read about at the after his resurrection, that does that mean that's exactly what our resurrected bodies are going to look like? I mean, we've used that as our as our way of trying to figure it out, but is that is that is that the same? I mean, I mean that's the only basis we have. That's right? the only basis yeah. we have, and he was only dead for three days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, And he was recognizable but not. He looked different but somewhat mm-hmm. they figured out that it was him.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, Thomas, I mean, Thomas touched yeah. the scars and, you know, in his yes. hands and knew it was him based right. on that. So there is some sense of it was the same person. It's just right? weird
1: though. when you think about our bodies, people that have died thousands of years ago, decomposed, um, cremation, people's yeah. remains sprinkled all over the world in different places and mm-hmm. somehow that's all going to come back together,
2: which is why, uh, you know, like the idea of cremation in Christianity has become more popular throughout the years. I think that people are understand that concept a little bit better. I I feel like that's why every Baptist church for the history of Baptist churches has always had a huge cemetery next to it just because they knew the earthly body would be resurrected and they're like, oh man, like if I'm, you know, burned
0: into dust, I can't be, but if you think about it, like
1: how you
2: we back
0: sorry about that technical difficulties um, but we were in the middle uh, somewhere talking about um, you know cremation and decomposition with human bodies and things like that and how uh, we kind of wonder what that process will look like um, if we're all going to be resurrected into our human bodies or they're going to be different but the same you know is that just going to be some big miracle that God pulls off and you know we know he can do it, but it's not um, anything that we've ever, you know, obviously seen or heard of before. So, um, I think that's kind of where we were with that, but, um,
2: yeah, that'd be one of the, that'd be one of the least, uh, I, I mean, all of the miracles that he's done and that he will do, I feel like if we believe in everything else, um, that he created everything, you know, out out of thin air, that's not very hard to believe, right. That we could all be, you know, reunited But the crazy
1: uh, one of the questions I always, Get asked and people talk about it. It's like well, how old will we be the age when we died or You know if you're if a kid passes away, are they gonna be the age that you know They were they'll not be an adult as mm-hmm. a as a with their new body. What will they what will we be? Yeah, 30, some people say 33 because that's what <laughs> Jesus ages was it's so cheesy. the perfect age Any answer on that one? <coughs>
0: <laughs> Nothing
2: Nah. I don't have an answer for that, and I don't know that will we age. I don't know that age is a is a is a thing, you know, in in the glimpse of eternity. So, I don't know what that looks like. I, um, we'll be we'll all be surprised together, I guess. But I guess yeah, we'll live on forever. Unless nurse, so anybody I guess has, it'll a, be a
0: body that won't. Yeah, yeah, unless somebody has an answer, let us know. Yeah, that's we a crazy know. one. Yeah,
2: I feel like though there's, I mean, from a from a human condition standpoint, obviously we're very. Obviously, we're created to be relational. I think that one of the things about eternity that is most attractive to all of us is knowing that when we're there, we will see people that we know. And I think the Bible is clear on on that, um, recognizing each other. But if it's somebody that you, that you would not have realized who they were because maybe they passed away before they are born or, you know, like, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Any other misconceptions that you guys can think of on the heaven side of this conversation before we flip, flip the coin a little bit? Um, anything else that you guys have heard your time in ministry of, uh, things people think when it comes to the heaven side of conversation?
2: What about, um, I, we, we all can answer this clearly, but people might want to hear us talk about marriage. Hmm. Um,
1: That you won't be married
2: in heaven. Tell us us why we believe what we believe.
1: Well, because it was actually asked, (laughs) Jesus was asked a question about if I'm married, my wife dies, and then I get remarried, who will I be married to in heaven? That type of question. And basically, you won't be married in heaven. So it won't be confusing, like, is it my first wife or my second wife or any type of situation like that? Um, so yeah, I mean, so we'll know people, but we won't be married. Like, it won't be like, oh, there's my wife. It'll be, there's another sister in Christ. Right.
2: What about sex? What about it? In heaven, in the new kingdom, in the new earth? Is it a thing? It's a good
1: question. some
2: people say, um, you know, obviously there'll be no need for it, you know, uh, but I don't know one way or the other, I'm just spitballing here, but I feel like uh, being created in the image of God, um, you know, he created Adam and Eve with that purpose, to reproduce, to multiply. Um, obviously, that need won't be there anymore, so to multiply. Right, so
1: the only other use would be for pleasure.
2: Right. right. Um, I don't know the answer it's one of the right. unknowns, in my opinion. I would never be – I think there's a lot of things about heaven and in hell, for that matter, that we kind of just have to be like –
1: are we sexual Whatever. beings in heaven, yeah. right?
2: Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, we were created. It's what we were created to be and to do, mm-hmm. um, to multiply. Uh, so I don't know and, I don't if know. we're
0: using the picture of Eden as the, you know, resurrected picture that was, that's not like that was a result of the fall. Okay. Well now I guess you guys have to have sex. Like that was before yeah, the fall. Right. Exactly. So, uh, that was part of the design of, uh, humanity in the image of God. Right so then would um, you so be that married the question, to, you
1: have to get married to somebody in heaven for it to be a, uh, monogamous relationship.
2: I think, no. I think digging into the weeds of what like civilization will be like, what our daily life would be like. I think that's where that conversation has to be had. Like, yeah, I believe that, you know, we're talking about a physical, new physical place and everybody has their own will, will have their own obligations, responsibilities, um. And it will operate very similarly to, you know, a utopia that yep. we might picture. I yep. think, you know, we we have jobs, we have um, we have lives, we have our own identity. I think that's I the I think that's the biggest piece of it, is people. I think the misconception that we get to heaven and we get to eternity, and it's just, you know, we are all mindlessly worshiping the throne of God, doing nothing else. Um, and while that may sound like a nice and neat Christianese answer, I feel like it's not necessarily biblical to think that we don't have an Id- our own identity. Yeah, I agree. Um, so,
0: and I mean, there's things that that you do differently than I do, and you may feel like God called you to do something or wired you to do something differently than you and me. Why wouldn't God even bring that to more fulfillment in the res you know in the new heaven, new earth? Why wouldn't God you know, allow our skills and abilities to be utilized in his, you know, ultimate kingdom. Like, I think it's just a different way to, to think about it. Um, now in the, in yeah, the I agree with you
2: in, in the, in the spiritual realm, you know, before the, the new earth, I believe that might be more the case, you know, cause yep. we're not, uh, we won't be like these, uh, omniscient beings that can see everything that, that can know everything. I was going to be everywhere. Oh, okay. Well, go ahead.
0: Misconception about heaven is that we're going to know everything and we're going to, you know, like be able to ask any question and know everything. And, and that's not, at least that's not biblical. Mm -hmm. Like that's not anywhere. Like, you know, you hear people say like, oh, we just, we're going to wonder about it till we get to heaven. Like, there's nothing that says, you know, we get to heaven and we're gonna know everything God knows, or we're gonna see everything from but His perspective. But will
1: we not wonder about it though? I don't think. It, I don't think it'll matter. I don't think it'll right? matter. Same anymore, as right? marriage and things like. I right. Right. It won't be matter. Our concern, right. but
0: like, um, yeah, I think that's a big thing you hear in the Christian world is like oh, when I get to heaven, that'll be the first thing I ask God, or that'll be the first thing, like, yeah, that's great to, to say, but, like, there's nothing that says we're going to have, you know, God's mind or know ever, be om, omniscient and omnipresent like he is. Like, no. there's nothing that says that. No, right? there's
1: not, but it's, we'll be able to ask questions, I guess, right? Well, if you recognize people, we will go up to uh, Peter and say, what was it like to walk on water? Mm-hmm. Would that be something? Or, or is we that we just w- just
0: go walk on water? Right. Who knows? Like, it's just, I don't know. But we won't, I, I, I know. think that's one that I wanted to bring up at some point is, is I think there's a misconception that, like, oh, we'll just know everything and why God did everything, you know, and it'll all make sense. I don't know or if like it when, necessarily will. when
2: people say, oh, you're, uh, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that, you know, you lost your mother to cancer. I'm sure she's looking down on you and right. so proud, <laughs> you know, like, okay, that, that's almost as, uh, you know, unbiblical as, you know, her being an angel, angel right? Um, I think that there are some things that give us comfort on earth about when we, when we bring up some of these misconceptions, right, yeah. that, that, we're, that we just, Oh, we hope that they would be true, but yeah. because it gives us comfort, but in all reality, it's not biblical. Yeah. Um, and I always tell people that, you know, are facing, you know, loved ones, you know, facing death or family members, you know, they when, when your family member passes away, they, have way better things to be doing than looking down on you and watching your life. Like they are worshiping at that, the throne of the creator. So yeah, it's just, it's, it's, those misconceptions are understandable because Mm -hmm. in trauma, obviously people, yeah, people want comfort, you
0: know? Yeah, exactly. Anything else on heaven? Any other misconceptions that everybody's going there by default? (laughs) Well, yeah. Or the, that good people go there, right? Yeah. That's or one that we've talked what about
2: before. dogs crossing the rainbow <laughs> bridge? <laughs> Move Everybody on. says this when their dog dies. Pass, pass. Hey, gonna, let's well, I want mean, to. Before we, before we switch, we're going to talk yeah. about hell now, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. So, leading into this conversation and talking about eternity, being made in the image of God gives us something that nobody, nothing else created has. And that is, um, the identity of, of having an eternal soul. Mm -hmm. So when people say, you know, are there dogs in heaven or is my goldfish going to be in heaven? Am I going to be reunited with my, my horse? Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I think we need to just keep that in mind. You know, we were given dominion over the earth, um, for a reason, but also we have the, the the image of the creator built into us from yep. a spiritual eternal sense and nothing else uh, does. Nothing else does. So, Correct. That's true. Yeah. Yep. So anybody, who, yeah, so. <laughs> it. Yes.
0: But it, yeah, it's true. Because people do wonder about that. and yes. You know. Um, struggle with that sometimes. It's but. hard to lose a pet. I mean, I've pet, met yeah, pets
1: that I think should go to hell actually. <laughs> There's some, but anyway, we're really down the trail there. Oh, no, okay, that's really. we're
2: talking about because like, I, I like there are, I, m- misconceptions, I mean, it's, and it's, it's not, I wouldn't really even say it's lack of education or no. Bible knowledge or anything. It's just what people have heard through society
0: and you know, yep. yeah. Okay. So let's flip it. We're going to talk through some misconceptions about hell now. Mm. Um, And I'm going to start with my favorite one. So we're going to jump right in. Yes. Uh, My favorite sounds weird, but this is one of the biggest ones that I had to change my mind on because yet again, you're just raised in a certain way and you view things a certain way. Um, Big misconception is that hell is where Satan reigns. Um, There's the picture of that we've all seen before of Satan with the pitchfork and the red horns, and he's just ordering people around in hell for eternity. Um, this is not biblical. Um, Satan is going to be thrown into the lake of fire at the end of time as well. Um, if Satan got to be the taskmaster in hell, that would probably be a form of victory for him, but we believe that he ends in ultimate defeat, so why would he get to go be the boss down there? Um, he is the, he has all power by permission on earth right now, but his end is coming um, of eternal punishment as well and I think that this is just a common misconception that people have where you think like oh hell is just you know Satan's playground and he just gets mm-hmm. to run around and do everything um, but that's not that's not exactly biblical um, at the end of time you know he's gonna be defeated too and he's gonna be thrown into that lake of fire for eternity and punishment as well and um, you know, that's just something that I don't know if there's any thoughts on that, but that's just one that I remember, um, you know, in the past year or so working through some of this stuff where I was like, I've never really thought about that before or, you know, biblically looked at that before. But it, it makes way more sense than, oh, Satan's been defeated. So now he gets to go be, you know, in charge of everybody else, because that's probably what he would like anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it, you're hitting on something that I, I think sometimes we attribute um things that are God's qualities to, to Satan. Like, God is omnipresent. Satan is not. Mm-hmm. And we're clear. it's clear in Scripture that, uh, I think it's First Peter 5, 8, maybe, that the devil roams about looking as a, as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, looking he's out to get us on the earth. He's going around. Like, how can he be everywhere? He's not everywhere at one time. So that's a misconception. Uh, sure, you covered that pretty well. You hit that, but
2: I don't know. There's a difference in, you know, that, the enemy, as we name it, as we name him, Satan, and yeah. then demons, um, be, um, the possession, the possession of demons. So, mm-hmm. which could be another complete episode of this right. podcast. Would be fun to talk about. That'd be awesome to talk about. And uh, as it relates to a lot of the, um, you know, modern denominations. Well, back so to the much, original
1: you know? angel thing you said earlier. It's like of all the angels, right? One third of them followed Lucifer, mm-hmm. Satan, and uh, went with him. So we're not just talking about Satan as one, we're talking about his army of demons that are uh, attacking the uh, us on the earth and all of all that goes with that. So.
2: And you would say, you know, the sin that happens in the world, the terrorism that happens, um, in Israel from Hamas is not a direct implication that the enemy is involved. It's our innate sinful nature. Um, that has taken hold of, you know, our lives. Would you agree?
1: Hamas is not satanic, is it, what you're saying. I'm saying— They're y- sinful. Right. Sinful, yeah. sinful terrorists.
2: And, I mean, I, I'm saying—I I think that, um, you know, the enemy has a stranglehold over our world, um, but not from a I'm in—I can do whatever the heck I want sense, um,
1: He's the deceiver, the master I deceiver. He's the one that's made them think this is the right thing to do, right? He's convinced.
2: So I would argue that a lot of that thinking, I can do whatever I want, I can terrorize whoever I want, um, is just due to our this, the human condition, our sinful yeah. nature. Which is being
0: um, normalized in the world we live in. But it's less of Satan, like, I'm going to make you do this and right. convince you to do this. He doesn't have that. Power. And I believe but
1: that, like... It goes back to Adam and Eve, though, the whole he tempted them. Yeah, with pride. Oh, yeah, It, yeah, it yeah. all they goes decided, back to pride. They, they decided that. Right. So we I, we yeah. believe free will, right? And that, that they, was a physical Satan serpent, control right? Us, but,
2: he presented himself yeah. physically and right. as a serpent in the garden. Um, he's not a spiritual being that can jump from soul to soul to soul, from mind to mind, you know, uh, convincing... People to do harmful, yep. horrific things. Uh, yeah, I I think that's a like we could we could talk about this for a, yeah. a few yeah. hours. But but yeah, as it as it relates to hell. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a that, that's a huge. Yeah, you you equate there being angels in heaven and the enemy Satan uh, possessing hell. Yep. Uh, that's that's one of the uh, many misconceptions of hell for yeah. sure.
0: Yeah, um, another one is that hell is just a place of destruction but not a place of punishment so you'll hear like oh it's just a place of separation from god Mm -hmm. and so people can just go do whatever they want and live you know away from god and it's just going to be a place of destruction and and everything's going to fall apart but um, you know, biblically, it's actually much more so eternal punishment, and there's this idea of, um, you know, it's a little bit more than just sitting around like, oh, I don't need God, so it's just a bunch of atheists sitting there, uh, you know, having a fun time. Like, it's 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 not a big party. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's 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 eternal punishment and separation from God, um, and so that's you know one that you hear thrown around, you know, in different forms. But I think that's a misconception for sure.
2: I think it's. It's big enough a punishment, it's a big enough deal that g- God made himself a man and had allowed himself to be put to death for that cause. Yeah. If it was just a, you know, a party, right, in separation, then I don't know that Christ would have been as eager yeah. to to save us because you know, he, obviously he's he's zealous He's a, he's a jealous god. He wants us. He he wants our attention. Um but yeah, that's uh that's an interesting one. I don't know if I've ever heard people say that sure, yeah. necessarily. Yeah. But maybe if you're atheist that, you know, or, you know, agnostic or some that could kind of be your mindset about hell. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think that one's less of a statement, more of a mindset or mm-hmm. perspective like, "Oh, if If God is real and I don't believe, who cares anyway? Because I've been doing this my whole life. You know, like that's kind of like without God, I don't need him anyway kind of a thing. So if it's true, I'll just be sitting around separated from him and I don't really care. You know, it's more of a mindset than like somebody going around like hell is not a punishment. Like nobody's really saying that. Um, But I mean,
1: atheists don't believe... Wouldn't believe in hell anyway, yeah. right? Right. So. Well, if
0: you
2: think about it, so like if that's a if that's a mindset, you know, like it's just it's just society separated from God. Okay. Well, that's essentially Earth. <laughs> right. That's now, what some
1: right? people say. That there are a lot of people believe there is not a literal hell. Hell is on Earth. Mm-hmm. Right. Like what's happening in Israel right now? That's hell on Earth. And there's a lot of hell on Earth in different areas of our world today because of sin. But there's no literal place. Right. So my question is: so the people that believe in Jesus go to heaven, and the people that don't go, what happens to them? Stay here. After they die?
0: Nothing. That's, <laughs> so what, some that's, people, that's what some people would say. That's yeah. just the end, right? I mean, there was
1: a book that came out probably 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, by um, what was his name? Mars Hill.
2: Driscoll. Uh, yeah. No, the other Mars Hill. Oh, another Mars Hill. Rob
1: Bell. Oh, God. Love wins. Uh, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the whole idea was, in the, mm. and that really is relevant to this conversation. I remember read mm. the book just that in the end, love wins. Jesus loves everybody. God loves the world. So in the end, whether you prayed a prayer of repentance and gave your life to Jesus or not, in the end, God is too much of a loving God to send people to a place of damnation and punishment forever, Mm -hmm. for eternity. What God would do that? Why would you want to follow a God like that? Um, So this guy who was a pastor and built a large church and then came out with this book and said, then then you go to the, well, then what are we even – What are we doing?
0: Well, you know, it's cute and it's convenient. Um, That theology and that worldview is nice and it sounds pretty and um, it helps people justify maybe a lot of the things that they feel. Um, But it's not biblical, right? There's nothing about that that holds up really in Scripture that God's just going to save everybody anyway. That's actually the last misconception that I wrote down is that you know people in hell will get a second chance or there's this, you know... um, once you go, you know what does it say? Uh, what's the saying that hell's locked from the inside or something? So like, you know, you can still get out. You can still Jesus can come, and still save you, and mm-hmm. you you know, there's a second chance if you go to hell. Um, that's you, I mean, you guys can tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't really see that biblically. Um, that there's this second chance idea for those that have chosen to no uh, be separated from God. No. So
2: judgment day has two avenues, and both of them are one way streets, right?
0: I wrote that down too.
2: Um, there's no, there's no coming back from either side. <laughs> right. Unfortunately, for those destined for, you know, hell, yeah, there it's, there's no second chance. Right.
0: Yeah. So. And Judgment Day looks different. You know, maybe we'll end on that. Um, you know, there is a Judgment Day for believers and for non-believers, right? right. Two different judgments. Um, and mm-hmm. the judgment of believers is, you know. Um, how did you stored what you were given, right? What did you do with the time you had? Um, you know, well done, good and faithful servant, all these ideas, right? There is still a judgment and um, an accounting for what you did on earth as a believer. You know, if you got saved when you were five, right, and you go to heaven when you're 90, um, there's still going to be this judgment of what did you do in the in-between? What did you, you know, how did you stored what God gave you with the talents and abilities and people and all of the above? Um, and then there's the other side, right? There's the judgment for those who never make that decision. And, you know, that's kind of, you get judged for your sin, right? Um, being believers in Jesus, we aren't judged for our sin because we're covered by the blood of Jesus, but there is still a judgment day of, you know, okay, you were covered by the blood of Jesus. What did you do with that gift? Right. Um, and so, you know, judgment is coming, (laughs) but it looks different for those. That's why we um, see tiered systems like of,
2: of our reward in heaven. Um, you know, like everybody, I believe that, not only are we, um, you know, given our heavenly reward based on, you know, our faithfulness here on earth, but for those destined for hell as well, there's tears to that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's, I think there's biblical support for the hell side, you know, for punishment. tears of hell. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I. I it's something to be aware of. And it's an interesting question. Maybe I always I keep saying this, but this could be another topic for another day. Because, yeah. like, you got this a lot thing, of, like...
1: guys, is like a I just feel like my mind is... I, I don't even know. Like, we're just talking about little aspects. Yeah. It's like we're talking about stuff that you guys have all been to um, college for. you taking taken theology courses. You can spend the whole semester just mm-hmm. on the theology. You spend a of,
2: lifetime on it.
1: I mean, like, and we're trying to talk about it in 45 minutes.
2: I'd like uh, to... Or do we have time I, I, to bring up one more subject, one more topic on hell? It might go quick that you guys might shoot it down really quickly. <laughs> um, you, are you familiar with annihilation theory?
0: Um, yes. Remind us. Okay.
2: So basically it's becoming oh, yeah. more popular, right? So annihilation theory is for those that don't know, basically those destined for hell, you know, you, you, you pass through judgment, you're destined to hell. You're punished for a bit. And you're ultimately destroyed. Your soul ceases. So you don't exist anymore. Um, right. So, so there there are a lot of modern day respected theologians that are advocates for annihilation theory. Hmm. Um, when you dissect scripture, um, you have to choose a side. Like in any issue, you cannot. The, scripture is not gray. It's black and white. Yeah. You have to interpret it one way or the other. Um, and there's a lot of supporting scriptures that for th- proponents of that angle that you read and you're like, okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and there's one, there's a podcast that I listen to, um, several times a week, um, that it's, it's basically just a podcast about theology and the the guy's a PhD and he's a huge proponent of annihilation theory. And the first time I heard him talking about it, I was, my mind was just instantly boggled because I was like, I was like, like, hold on a second. Like, you're a PhD um, in theology, I think I think, two PhDs, and you don't believe that hell is an eternal punishment. Like, like, eternal as in as your soul is a, and body physically punished yeah. forever. Yeah. Um, and one of the very first verses that is brought to light in this is John 3.16. Okay, so there's two key... F- words in this verse you guys can dissect it if you want to so for god so loved the world he gave his only only son that whoever believes in him should not perish perish so the word for perish <coughs> is death <coughs> is cessation of life um and then what does the rest of it say but those who believe in him have eternal life so what are we saying is eternal life. Um can you have eternal life in hell? Um So it, this is a, this is the start of like this big waterfall of argument you can have about some scripture. I'm just a uh, disclaimer. I don't believe this obviously. Um well,
1: I, But I mean we've said for many times I've said we're going to live forever one place or another. Yeah. But this theory is saying no. Yes, exactly. That's gonna what live this You're going to live for one place say. in heaven forever, but if you are reject Jesus yeah. and hell you die but it's not going to be forever you just will cease to exist yeah exactly
2: and i think um, you know with our our doctrine what we believe obviously is is what we've been saying you know it's an eternal right. punishment uh some, we won't cease to exist but it's an interesting rabbit hole. If you guys want to ever go down that, like in your yeah. free time, um, just Google <laughs> annihilation theory, and right. you'll pull I, yeah. up like you'll pull up well-respected people that have dissected every bit of scripture and say the evidence leans this way. Um,
1: well, well, just to piggyback on that, I'll just say like you can do that with so many yep, areas, and agree. we we anybody that is extremely dogmatic about every single thing um, in terms of theology. It's just to me kind of like really you think you have it all figured out because i mean i think it's good to have a stance i don't mean yeah. you should be wishy-washy on everything but i think um being able to have a, an open conversation be like i can see the other side mm-hmm. i can see the other side and i've said that many times with different things that maybe are different than what we believe i'm like i can see how you can argue that i can see scriptures that you know so what we do is we try to take all of scripture as best we can and say, when you look at the totality of Scripture, what is it saying? But mm-hmm. there, are, there are times, and we will be wrong about something, <laughs> not just one thing. Yeah. I, think oh, a lot, yeah, I mean, a there's going to be things we. Really, oh, okay, so that's what that meant. Yeah. I didn't understand it that way. Yeah. But it won't matter. If, you,
2: if just to piggyback on that, and then I'll shut up about it. Mm-hmm. But if anybody's interested in that, um, podcast called Theology in the Raw, two that's years ago – um, He did a full series on annihilation theory, and he's a big proponent of it. Um, He's also a proponent of um, old Earth creationism too, which I can't get on board with um, either, for a variety of reasons. But but it's I think it's I just I enjoy listening to alternate um, worldviews and biblical views and things like that. So it's cool yeah. to cool. If you guys like rabbit holes, that's a good place. To I start. think some,
1: sometimes people wonder like, um, why don't we talk about these things more because there are rabbit holes and, and we have such a short period of time with people and we've got to keep the main thing, the main thing and yeah. the gospel is the gospel. And we got to keep getting back to what Jesus did for people. How do people know Jesus? How do people have a life that has purpose? And so we don't chase these type of rabbits on Sundays and go down these holes because it's just, is so many, it's, it's, it's deep, 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 but it's good if people have that desire mm-hmm. to go into those with, you know, an understanding and staying biblically grounded. Um, and I think in this conversation, I don't know, my last thing, I just want to say like just in surveys of people, um, it's like twice as many people believe that heaven is real than, than hell. Like mm-hmm. it's like 80% <laughs> believe that heaven's real and like, you know, f- like 40% believe that hell's real, but the funniest, not funny, but I don't know, ironic stat of all that only a half percent believe that they would go to hell. Mm. Like most people just don't believe, they believe that's reserved for the, the the terrorists, you know, and people like that. And, uh, I think that's where our role as as pastors, as Christians who are listening to this is to speak truth in love Um, not, not to be harsh, but not to hide, not to back down, not to walk away and say, we're not going to ever talk about hell because it's just ugly. And we don't want people to be turned off by that. Well, I mean, that Jesus talked about hell.
2: So. And our goal is to convince those that think, oh, it's fine if I end up in hell. Like, you know, like it's not, you know, I'm a bad person. I deserve to get like, it's our goal to convince people. You do not want to be there, right. like I am telling you. Like there, we have to be able to convince people of that, and uh, you know, to back up just a little bit. I guess annihilation theory kind of uh, prohibits that, right? Because if you just, I'm just going to cease to exist altogether. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, and I don't think we want to. And I mean, it's both. It's both. We want to have people. Um, trust Jesus because we want because of what that offers, not because of what they can avoid. It's more about what the 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 life of, of purpose the, in the future with Him that it offers. But you know, a big part of that is also avoiding hell. Sure, so both.
2: we got to scare the hell out of people. Yeah, there <laughs> you go, Mitch. What you got? You got your phone? Like you got a closing thought or?
0: <sighs> no, not really. No, um, need to blow no, your I, I do. <laughs> but, no, I, <laughs> That's what I thought. No, I think you guys summed it up well, um, and I think that even having this conversation raises a lot of other conversations that we could have. Um, bring it on, man. You know, I, I, I want to continue to explore some of these things. And if you're listening, watching and there's something that we said today that you're like, man, I wish you guys would spend, you know, a little bit longer on that. Or if we were Uh, wrong or if we were wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, let us know and we will unpack it all. Um, and so, yeah, but I think I feel good about today's conversation. Um, you know, walking through some misconceptions and some of the places that we stand, and some of the questions we have um, on this conversation. We could have gone much longer, um, yeah. but I think you know for what this podcast is and what we bring to the table. I think um, I think we did a pretty good job and. <laughs> Um, so yeah, anything you guys want to add as we close?
1: I like, uh, if anybody's watching on YouTube and wonder what these sheets are, I printed off my notes from a series I did a couple of years ago on this very topic. I think it was called one minute after you die. Mm -hmm. It was like one week was on heaven. One week was on hell. The other week was on just what happens when you die. And I read through those notes yesterday and pretty much shared nothing from there, but, um, it's just like, I was like, wow, that's like way too much to try to cover. I was like, how did I, how did that, how did we do that? And it's just, it's just scratching the surface. I feel like, and like, so I'm just saying the same thing. That's why
2: we get fired up talking about it. Yeah. Right. Right. It's like you would try to fit it all into a conversation like this. It makes it extra exciting. It's like, I gotta get, I gotta say this. I gotta say this. I gotta say this. Yeah. All the important tidbits.
0: It's also quite literally a matter of life and death. And um, I think for me, that's the biggest thing that fires me up is when people don't treat it that way, right? I right. mean, this is this is the reality for every human being, regardless of how old you are or where you are. Um, and so it's worth, worth it to talk about and to wrestle with a little bit, right? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well. That is it for today's episode of the In All Things podcast. Um, let us know what you thought. We'd love to hear, um, you know, questions or comments or ways you want us to go deeper in certain areas or to not go anywhere near there again. Let us know. Um, but we will be back next week, and we would love to see you there. Special on guest. The in All Things podcast. Yeah, next week, special guest. So stay tuned. See you later. Have a good week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the In All Things podcast. Our challenge for you today is to send this episode to one person. Seriously, think of somebody right now that could use this conversation and send it to them. If you have any questions, feedback, or topic ideas, please send them to podcast at sycamorecreek.org. And make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Sycamore Creek Church so that you can always see what's going on in our world. If this conversation helped you at all, make sure you share it, leave a review, and subscribe so that you don't miss out on a single episode. We love you, God loves you, and we'll see you next week on the In All Things podcast.